Hi, this is episode five and I'm your host, Michelle Bowditch. This podcast is brought to you by Door 20A. We talk all things with executive assistants, female leaders and just ordinary women. Their interesting stories and how they do what they do and how technology is helping them be the best version of themselves. When we walk in our front door and hang our suits in the wardrobe, throw our heels on the ground and clean our faces free from makeup, we are all the same. Humans who are trying to live a great life. It's not about the first or 20th door that opens and closes on you. It's about the A-team that you journey with along the way. Hi listeners, today we've headed out to Surrey Hills and we're here with the lovely Rhiannon from Canva. Good morning, how are you? Hello, good morning, I'm well, thank you Michelle, how are you? Good, thanks for joining us. So, executive assistants, three weeks in at Canva. Um, Mm, Three and a half. Three and a half. (laughs) Hope you're keeping your head above water. Just. (laughs) So, wanted to catch up with you because your journey has been interesting as an EA, so just wanted to talk you through, talk through, you know, how you got where you are today Mm. and why you love what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, talk Ooh, to me about good question. <laughs> Who's Rhiannon Ward? What is- I'll give you the spiel. Um, so I kind of fell into a, like a PA role actually when I left school. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to be out working and you know kind of getting involved in business and learning things and doing yep. things. And so I ended up getting a job um, at an accounting firm. Oh. <laughs> Thrilling, I know. Like, it was like the best I, job ever. I can't imagine you in an accounting firm. I was in an accounting firm. I ended up um, being there for almost four years actually ah. with one of the managing directors, Paul, who um, still to this day, is, you know, is a great friend and um, he taught me so much about, you know, awesome. the role and he was so anal about everything <laughs> and like I learned really a great solid skill set from him. So um, I was in accounting for some time. Um, learned a ton and then I moved into retail banking at ING Direct where I was working for one of the executive directors who reported into the CEO. He managed all of the customer functions of the bank. So um, all of our customer experience, analytics, all the marketing, product, everything. So it was a pretty pretty interesting role for me. I was there for 18 months. Um, He unfortunately left. He he was promoted to go and head up ING Vaisha Bank. Um, over in India so that was a huge opportunity for him and his oh. incumbent didn't really need you know like a one-on-one EA yep. so I ended up um, moving over to Westfield where I had a really interesting year supporting um, oh. Frank Lowy and Stephen Lowy um, who oh, founded, founded the Westfield group and well Frank Lowy did and now his sons um, Peter and, and Steve are co-CEOs but um that was just totally, was it was just totally different to anything I'd ever experienced. Yeah. Like when you're working for high net worth individuals, um, it's the focus is less on the business and and much more so on all the personal stuff. So it was drivers and planes and yachts and, you know, it was <laughs> awesome. like quite yeah. exciting for me. Yeah. Like, you know, I was early 20s at the time and yep. um, it was such a foreign world. Like I remember I had to learn the phonetic alphabet so I could communicate with the pilots, which is like not something that I ever expected to be doing in my um, career. So um, that was that was a, a, a very interesting ride. Um, fast paced? It was fast paced, okay. yeah. So I was the second assistant in that role, which okay. was an interesting dynamic. So I reported into Stephen's um, yep. proper secretary, they called him. It was a little bit old days. school. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she'd been with Stephen for a really long time. Okay. So um, we were trying to find the balance of like what I would take on and what she would keep. And, you know, it, it didn't end up being enough for me because the role could be very, very slow or then very, very it fast passed. when they were out of the office. So it kind of toggled between the two and I wanted something a little bit more um, 
structured or yeah just like I prefer to be busy all the time yeah so so in that role actually interesting so you've gone from a bank where probably was 8 30 to 5 and or well you know pretty to, much yeah. actually ING was very good <laughs> <laughs> and then you go and work over at Westfield like was it yeah. crazy long hours was that look the hours in the office weren't super long like I was probably in from 8 till 6 but yep. you were available all the time yeah. like working with high net worth individuals working with CEOs in general I think you're yes. usually even if you're not Working all the time, you are online. Yes, um, yep. you know yep. most of the day, if not yeah. twenty four hours a day. So, um, so did, was that weird for you? Like, if you're getting a text after hours or a travel look, thing on the I weekend, was, uh, or you give, were like give to it give, to give me. context. When I worked at the accounting firm um, with my first manager, we were working fourteen hours a day every day. Like, Holy I was Julie. working really long hours. He needed a ton of support. We were trying to roll things out, you know, across the business and um, across our team. So um, there was always lots to do there and I got mm. very used to working very, very long hours. <laughs> so when you went to ING, it was like, oh, I can go out for lunch like, every day. I probably dropped my hours in half. It was ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, yeah, okay. so it was it was interesting. I'd, I'd never up until that point worked, you know, with someone of that. Um, I want to say caliber, but that's not the right word because everyone I've worked with has been amazing. But that kind of level of profile, yeah, um, which is kind of a whole new ball game. And um, you probably, and, and by the sounds of you, did a lot of more personal stuff than it was business all, stuff. Pretty much all personal. Like I would, that's fun. I yeah, love that stuff. I actually really love personal stuff, and there's an element of that that's come back into my role now, working with Mel and Cliff um, here at Canva. So I actually really enjoy that side of the role I you know I like taking care of people and making sure yeah. they've got what they need so I think that's a kindness piece and you are a very kind person so we let we left um we left the Westfield and then you ventured across left. to Atlassian no so oh. before I went to Atlassian I actually went into investment banking so I wanted to get all areas of finance under my belt obviously <laughs> you love banking <laughs> So um, investment banking, again, was totally different than anything I've experienced. So we weren't actually a funds management bank. I worked for a company called Greenhill and um, we did corporate advisory on M&A. So we were working with super, super, super massive companies, like world-known um, companies and helping structure deals for them. Um, wow. <clears throat> so very that was suity, very very suity. Yeah. Lots of glam. You know, got paid over time. Got a car home if you worked long. You know, went out then to went fancy lunches and dinners and you know all that sort of <laughs> yeah. stuff. But it was a very traditional EA role, so it really was like lots of presentation work, like helping to research and build out presentations for okay. clients. Um, I worked very closely with my managing director on that, and you know the typical like. It was the last job I had where I was actually like sitting at the desk and like stuck to the desk because oh. I had to answer the phone and, um, you know, lots of customer service with 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 our clients. Yep. So it was it was a more traditional role. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And I ended up being there for I took a little break, but I was there for a year, left for six months, and then went back for another year and a half um, before I same MD the whole time. Same MD the whole okay. time. So yeah. the way it worked in our company was that you kind of followed your MD, and then there was two or three other like senior bankers that you would support in some capacity, not okay. to the same level. So those people changed, yep. but I worked with Chris yeah. um, the whole time I was there, and he was fantastic. Awesome! Wow. Yeah. So then, then you thought, right, I've got all my finances under the belt. I know how to do a PL. I know how to, you know, pro- all the things like that. And it's like, what am I going to do next? And then you yeah. just kind of went left a field. Well, I didn't actually go to Atlassian at that point either. <laughs> Let's quick detour into management consulting. Oh, really? <laughs> um, so I actually thought, you know, maybe I'm done with this EA thing. I, I, as I said, you know, Green Hill was very traditional. I felt like I had the skill set that kind of 
was a bit broader than that. And yeah. so I decided to try my hand at project management. And there was a management consulting firm that was looking for someone with my skill set, um, which is people say, did you find that transition hard into a project management role? I was like, yeah. well, no, it's exactly the same skill set and expertise, just translated a little bit differently. So um, that was great. Was there for a year, probably one of the most formative roles in my career. It was incredibly hard. Oh. Um, I was dealing with, again, some of the biggest companies in Australia project managing things from end to end. I'd have, you know, 12 projects going at a time. Oh, stakeholder um, management would have been huge. Yeah, it was huge. So, um, again, that was long hours. But then I found my way to Atlassian, <laughs> which is where my life changed. <laughs> You found the world of startups and tech and That's fun right. and no more suits. That's right. I went from like suits to jeans and T-shirts and thongs oh. and, uh, yeah, that was really life-changing for me. I'd, I'd become aware of Atlassian many years ago yep. um, from my time in banking and kind of watched their IPO and was really aware of what a great culture they were yeah. um, Well, what a great culture they had and um, was really inspired by Mike and Scott's story of, you know, founding the company all that time ago and, and the success that they'd achieved. So when I saw that role come up yes. right at the time, I was kind of ready to move back into an EA role I was like this is it and I spent hours on my application um yeah that was a bit of a story I actually got rejected initially so people you can make your way back but yeah I got the routine you know thank you but no thank you luckily I had actually messaged one of the people um that I was supporting Brian Rollins who is still a very dear friend on um LinkedIn and said hey I've you know submitted my application I'm really interested I hope we get the opportunity to chat kind of yeah 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 message and and uh, turns out that he was kind of like, where's this girl, Rihanna? And I really want to meet her. And <laughs> the rest is history. The power of LinkedIn. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we always talk about EAs, um, you know, having just not the basic skill set of managing calendars and diaries and things like that. Um, and the growth of where we've come from, you know, being the traditional sitting behind the desk. Because mm. I think... You know, when I was, you know, supporting a CEO, I hated sitting behind the desk. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you have the fit right with your CEO or your executive, mm-hmm. whoever you're supporting, you know, you are then able to show that executive um, what other skills you have. So whether it be strategy, innovation. So obviously before Elassie doing that project management, you must have like walked in there and they went, oh, my gosh, who is this woman? And was it easier for like, you know, what do you think was – the maybe one or two things that you brought to Alassane and they went, wow, she's just not an EA. Like, Yeah, I think it was that degree of project management, like knowing that um, for the executives that I've supported to have a safe pair of hands to kind of give me something to do and even if it's not myself that's going to be able to execute that for them, I'll find the people that can. Yes. And so it is that element of um, <clears throat> being proactive but also being strategic about how you're managing those things and thinking ahead and yep. and. I mean, that's such a cliche for an EA, you know, be proactive and think ahead. But, like, I can't it's emphasize so enough how important that is. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that Brian said to me after we interviewed and I got that role um, after the initial rejection was you helped us see what an EA could be. Yes. And I like to think that, you know, I, I continued that in my time there. So, um, yeah, definitely that project management strategic uh, thinking piece yeah, was really important. Awesome. So let's talk about tech because you know how yes. much I love tech and apps. Yes, my me too. <laughs> I'm never leaving the tech industry. <laughs> Mark so, my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is, you, you know, I find, um, you know, from where I started, you know, going to the world of Silicon Valley to now sitting in Australia and educating um, with tech and app, um, you know, how have you found the transition and, and you know, Talk to me about some stuff that you're using in your role um, Mm. currently or in the past that you can't live without because I think it's really 
we are tra- we we are transitioning to a totally different world. Totally. Um, and it's like an EA. Like if you're not keeping up and you're not getting out from behind your desk and being that true business advisor, how are you going to have that longevity? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, for someone that's in tech, I wouldn't say I'm like I'm not like always looking for something new. I like to also keep it simple. It's one of my mm-hmm. biggest mentalities. So if it's going to add more. Um, process to my life I'm not going to do it no so there are a few tools that I absolutely swear by um obviously instant messaging so slack is yes. on my phone I use that to communicate with I mean at Atlassian and as well here at Canberra um to communicate with people having your emails on your phone all that sort of stuff yes. G Suite um we'd made the switch over to G Suite when I kind of went to Atlassian um from Outlook and that was quite a learning curve but there are tools like Trello um oh yes you awesome. know which yeah. I was a user of Trello before joining Atlassian and then Atlassian acquired Trello and I was very excited about that <laughs> like I just think it's one of the most brilliant tools it is. um like just to keep track of of your thoughts there's also some really great like AI apps like the Voicer yes. um which I mentioned to you um that help like take minutes and things like that it's in meetings so fantastic <laughs> I find that if you're sitting there like trying to note everything down you're just missing the point um and so and your brain doesn't your brain doesn't think and write quick enough for what they're talking in the meeting it whereas can't. An and so you end up being distracted and getting stressed because you're like <laughs> oh I need to capture everything whereas if you introduce a tool like that um it's really yeah brilliant help yeah. yeah. So at Canva, are they using, uh, are you in Microsoft, back in Microsoft Word? No, so we're Google here as well, which is great. <gasps> when I first moved over to Google, I was like, this sucks. Microsoft Office is so much better, <laughs> but I learned to love it and now I actually think it's it's far better than, yeah. than Outlook. So, yeah, we use G Suite. We use Google Docs um, for internal stuff. We obviously use Canva, yes. um, which is an amazing product, and then we use um, Slack for internal yeah. comms and a whole bunch of other things. So there's also these fantastic email management apps, like if you're working with your executive um, we're trialing a couple here at the moment. Um, there's an app called Front, which is basically okay. like you can think of it like a skin for for your Gmail. And what it does is enable it enables me and Cliff and Mel to communicate with each other without emailing. So if I ah. see an email come into their inbox, I can comment on it and be like, hey, just FYI, here's some background. Here's what I suggest we do. I can draft something for them. We can collaborate on that draft. Ah. We can assign emails to each other. Um, so it's wow. really minimising all of the work that usually goes into communicating around those things and just executing wow. more effectively. There's another one called Hiver, which is an integration with G- oh, Gmail. Yes, I have heard. Yes, um, which we're trialing as well, just to see which one is a better fit for us. But yeah. those those apps are fantastic, especially yeah. for EA exec email collaboration. If you not using one you should definitely give it a go that's awesome yeah. so you've gone you you're now supporting a female and a male mm-hmm. um how like their communication style is different because i think the, the big thing for us as eas is you know you've got the fit but then the communication yeah um, if you can't communicate with them or find a platform that they want to work on then it's never going to work that's you can exactly try. right Try your hardest. So how's that go? like um, having the two? Because have you had a female and male before? Has it all been? No, I haven't. And honestly, like I don't look at it as female yep. and male. Like every person's different totally. and you're having to adapt to, you know, different. I'm having worked for multiple executives in a lot of my jobs, um, adapt to those different personalities. Mel and Cliff are very different, like yeah. most people are. Yeah. And they're kind of ones at one end of the spectrum of how they like to do things and one's usually at the other. And so it's definitely like thinking about how each of them likes to receive information, how each of them makes decisions. You know, um, one of them's a little quicker and is like, yep, cool. I'm comfortable. Let's do it. One needs a little more like, um, research and kind of, uh, you know, a a little more substantiation, um, before they're comfortable Mm -hmm. committing to something. And so it's really just understanding that from early on, we had a lot of conversations 
even before I started around, you know, what their different styles were like. Oh, wow, and, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so that was really helpful and it's just being mindful of that. Like I know that <clears throat> I have to tackle them each differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, talk to me about the role um, or, you know, the fun things that, you know, are you heavy on the travel side at the moment or are you putting together processes and policies because it is a new role? I yeah. mean, you know, where – I mean, only three weeks in, I know, but we all as EAs, we have our strengths in different areas. Yeah. And, you know, what is this role entailing? Is it a combination of a lot of things or is it going to be, are they just, is their diary just out of control? Their diary is out of control, but that's just one piece of the puzzle. Like, obviously, they're very busy as founders of the company, both internally and with external engagements as well. Their travel is definitely picking up. They travel at least once or twice a quarter, okay. um, and that's going to increase. Um, in the coming you know six to 12 months um but it's definitely that's kind of like that's just the core duties there's other things like one of the things I'm thinking about at the moment is introducing an administrative function um because I am the only EA here at Canberra (laughs) at 700 and I think 750 or 700 people we've got now holy Julie and is there administrative support within the business not really so we do have um some um sort of admin kind of roles within the people ops team yeah um and we have our HR business partners which partner with each of our groups that kind of are doing some of that stuff around comms and things like that um but we don't really have any true admin no so that's been one of the first kind of (laughs) (laughs) things for me to tackle is putting a proposal together around how we do things and how we structure um the admin team and how we you know make sure that that the other leaders in the business is set up for success but but I love that stuff that's yeah oh I love it you know travel (laughs) policy we don't have a travel policy you know at the moment everyone flies economy and um you know including the founders and that's really great but um we probably need to think about how we approach that as particularly as we scale and we have offices popping up all over the world and people (laughs) are required to travel more and more um Awesome. So the other thing I just wanted to touch on before we finish today is um, recently you decided to do something crazy and fun <laughs> and because we both love being in the EA world, you, you launched a platform called Chief Wranglers. I did, yeah, so just Chief tell Wranglers. Me, I, I mean, I don't know how you do it all. That juggle is real. Oh, my gosh, it. it's the struggle is real. The juggle is real. <laughs> the juggle is real. <laughs> so, yeah, I, um, I what just. What made you do that? Like, I just felt like there was such power and community and um, I don't know about you but I certainly experienced that a lot of the networks that were out there were kind of, they were very focused on sales and like getting people to events so they could showcase caterers and, you know, yeah. events companies and and that was really nice. I met some great people, but people still, you know, tended to stick in their little groups and kind of chat amongst each other and it was a great opportunity to catch up with friends rather yeah. than a great opportunity to meet people and have meaningful conversation. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'm very passionate about the EA craft and making sure that we're, you know, improving the way we do things and strengthening um, our identity and our profession together as, as a group. Um, and so I kind of had have, have had this notion for a few years of wanting to kind of somehow um you know kind of put a ring around so that it's been it's been a time in making that it wasn't just something you woke up one day and said I'm doing this no <laughs> like it took me a long time I was so scared to like put my idea out there into the world like it took a lot of and then one day I was like I've just got to do it yeah you know um and so I finally launched I think it was in April this year and we've got uh, 150 members now we've run some really great events our events are much smaller they're much more catered to you know kind of pay your own way come have some drinks have yeah. some food and let's chat about real conversations ha- let's have real conversations about what we're struggling with and and how we can support each other and how we can you know improve 
this mm. this in- industry and this profession. So that's something you know I'm really passionate about. I'm really happy to see other people kind of partaking <laughs> in that conversation. I think it's awesome because I think that the th- you are correct. There is a lot of um, EA communities out there and networks, and each of them have their purpose. But I think what we tend not to do it and you know this is is we're fearful of having a discussion with another EA because we we might be doing it right or we're or they're going to take our idea whereas I find Chief Wranglers is an open engaging platform Mm. um but it's also like we're never too old to learn no and you know what I learn every I learn something new every day and I know that's another major cliche but there (laughs) is so many things to learn from other people like and yeah, and I, no one's I, ever right or wrong. And no one's what, ever right or wrong. No, <laughs> but, you know, it's take, just different ways of doing things. That's exactly horses right. For horses, it you is. Know. So look, um, your leaving note or your takeout as an EA, like, is there something that you want to leave the audience with, or something to tell them, or you know, <clears throat> that you think that you cannot live without, or you cannot do? Like, is there something that? I mean, I think mine's more of a sentiment of go after the things you want. You know, I've landed, and we didn't really get to touch on that um, much today. But a lot of the jobs that I've landed, including the last few, have been by like almost sheer force yeah. <laughs> and just determination and proactivity. So going after the things you want and and ensuring that you understand what your unique value proposition is as an EA. Like don't just say I do diary and travel and all. Like what makes you special and why do you, how do you do things differently and then really learning to communicate that with people so that they can buy into it and understand That's it. awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Thank you so and much. You're going to be awesome, I know, and I can't wait to see your journey. Likewise. Congratulations on the launch of Door 20A, by Thank the way. You. Very Thank exciting. You. Thank you. And we'll catch up soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle.